How can we as moms and moms-to-be who are more overwhelmed and worried than ever about our kids find natural, safe, effective, and real-life ways to nurture and cultivate amazing human beings? That is the question, and here are the answers. This is the Parent Coffee Talk, and I'm Dr. Roseanne. I'm Dr. Cleopatra. Let's get started. Welcome to the Parent Coffee Talk. We have, uh, as usual, an amazing guest. And I'm going to let my buddy and co-host, Dr. Cleopatra, introduce our dear friend, Cynthia. Thank you. It is an honor to get to introduce all of you to Cynthia. She is the CEO and founder of Everyday Wellness. She is a nurse practitioner and a functional nutritionist. And she has an incredible TED Talk. This was actually my introduction to her. So you can imagine how geeked out I was when I met her in person. She has an incredible TED Talk that has been viewed 5.3 million times to date. We are so excited to have you here with us, Cynthia. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you. Real life is happening around here in every one of our locations. We are quarantined. We we are self-quarantined. We have children, fur babies, husbands, partners, everything happening in the background. So you're going to hear all of those sounds. Homeschooling is happening. And that's it. We, we were talking yesterday about homeschooling, about unexpected homeschooling. And I commented that I'm not really going to be the one figuring it out. And then within a couple of hours, I realized I actually am going to be the one figuring it out. So the real life is happening in the background. So we're so excited to bring you Cynthia's amazing, incredible wealth of knowledge about nutrition and supplements. I love this information. And I also just want to get really practical with it, Cynthia. So the first thing I want to know is what are you eating to stay so, first of all, so fly and (laughs) (laughs) like always, she always looks this amazing. But she does. And anywhere we go, everyone asks one question. What are you doing for your skin? Cynthia knows that she practically has a sheet for it, but she glows from within. Oh, she really well, absolutely you. You want to hear what she's doing for the inside. I mean, she has this viral TED talk about intermittent fasting, and that's something she really believes in. But you're quarantined yes. and you got two teenage boys and a husband, and you're all together. Yes. What are you doing during this time? What are you eating? What should people be eating? And we'd love to hear that. Well, I can tell you first and foremost, I'm sleeping a whole lot more. You know, I'm I'm a huge proponent of sleep. I think sleep is profoundly anti-aging and really, really restorative. And and I have teenagers at home and then my husband and I are in our 40s. So, you know, we need sleep as much as they do. So I would say first and foremost, everyone should be getting a solid seven to nine hours of sleep a night without question. I think the other really critical piece is just having ongoing discussions because my children are a little older and they're a little more independent, which means they're also a little more stubborn. The whole dietary thing has been flipped on its head, meaning, you know, we can't just run out to the store whenever we want. We can't just eat whatever we want. So a lot of what I'm encouraging my children to do is to focus on, you know, healthy protein. So we have a lot of food prepped. Uh, We have two refrigerators. I, however, do not have as many as Roseanne. Roseanne told me the other day she has three. Um, I didn't know that. 
I have three freezers and some mini fridges too because we have an outside kitchen in the summer. So that's incredible. I'm Italian, first generation American. That's how we roll. That's right. I'm I'm like just a little bit Italian. So I like definitely have that vibe going. With the teenage boys, they're like a horde of locusts. I mean, they have two oh my gosh. a day, two dinners. It's it's impossible. So we do a lot of food prep, a lot of proteins, meeting chicken, beef, bison. We don't prep seafood ahead of time because that's cooked the day of. So we have a lot of food prep in the freezer and in the refrigerator. It's hard to stay on top of their meal Wait, frequency. Wait, so let's though. find out this. The food you have prepped. I actually have always pre-marinated my meat. Frozen. Is that what you do? We don't do a lot of marinades ahead of time, although I think that's a fantastic idea. I think a lot of it has become we just cook, you know, four or five pounds of meat at a time because my kids eat it so fast. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's on the fly, or we'll put in the slow cooker, or we'll, you know, kind of go that direction. I'm I'm a huge advocate of creating sauces that we can use in the slow cooker because I like the whole house to smell like my food. I genuinely think that's really inviting. and, And right now it's not so warm here, but warm and inviting that the house kind of throughout the day kind of infiltrates this deliciousness. Uh, So I start with food prep to maintain my sanity. Admittedly, Mm -hmm. I have a hell of a lot of frozen pizza in my house right now, frozen burritos, largely because Mm -hmm. I know my kids, I know them well enough. They're going to be complaining that we're not going out to dinner uh, with any frequency for a while. One freezer is stocked with things like that. Let's be fully transparent. It's all about good, better, best. Uh, Yes. They're cleaner than most. But it's still a pizza. Could I make my own? Yes. Am I going to realistically do that? No. Because they're not super moms. And I'm running a business. You know, we're all running businesses. (laughs) And there's great prepared foods. I mean, even the big box stores have organic, gluten-free, organic food, and whatever it is that you're doing, they have really good options now. I know you always do on your Facebook, you do like Costco shops, which I I love because this is a real world. We're going there. Yeah. And I, I think when my kids were younger, I could like make it all, I could do it all. And now I just have kind of acknowledged I can't do it all. So I just, yes. I need help. And, th- and that's one of the ways. So food prep is huge. Buying some convenience foods. Yes, we have crackers. Less we have chips. Again, we go back to good, better, best. Mm-hmm. They're cleaner yeah. options. Definitely brands I gravitate towards. I have, a, I made it stored a lot of bone broth. You know, those kinds of things are really critical because you can throw together like a nice soup. You can just throw in a protein, some vegetables. I always say I'm clearing out the refrigerator. So we're, we're going to use all the carrots and the celery and all the things you don't want to eat. We're going to throw them in the soup and then you're going to eat them that way. So I think yeah. it's a lot of meal prep and planning ahead, but also thinking about phytonutrient dense. So brightly pigmented fruits and vegetables, really, really important because there are key components in those fruits and vegetables that are very, very beneficial for us in terms of supporting our healthy immune response. So I would say, think about that first, you know, we definitely need protein. I inevitably will get a nasty message from someone who's plant-based. We are carnivores in my house. We eat a lot of meat. We eat a lot of seafood, no disrespect to the vegetarians out there, but I just tend to be very meat focused because that's what we like. And, you know, for the vegetarians, you know, there, it doesn't, people need to eat best for themselves. Right. And being a vegetarian is very doable. It's a commitment. You right. really have to plan. I have lots of friends that are not only vegetarians, they're vegetarians who are gluten and dairy free. God yeah, bless. That, that is, like, that is that's a That's hard. You ain't going anywhere unless you got a pack of food with you. <laughs> you have to work hard and you have to work even harder mm-hmm. to get 
all the nutrients that yeah. our body's going to need. But if you're committed to being a vegan, vegetarian and committed to staying super healthy, it's doable. Yeah. yeah. It just requires an even different level of commitment because yeah. it's another, another level, another hoop you have to jump through. So for us, we have so protein, healthy fats, so lots of avocado. I cook with mm-hmm. a lot of butter and ghee. We have a nut allergy in our house and I'm actually oxalate free, which is really boring. Give me another label. It's like, I'm this, 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 <laughs> oxalate free. So we don't have a lot of nuts in my house. My husband does love peanut butter. And so that's in the back of the fridge, but my older son has sunflower seed butter. And so we have a couple of those products around. I'm trying to think of things that would be beneficial to kind of mentally share, but we want to think about when we're in this whole COVID-19, I don't want to use a negative word. So I'm just say the COVID-19 situation. Yeah. Uh, I want to think about foods that have antiviral properties. So you start thinking about ginger and garlic and onions, and you think about coconut oil, you think about green tea, and you think about pomegranates and walnuts. And so, you know, green leafy vegetables, incorporating those things into your diet, depending on what your family's preferences are, what their allergies are, what their sensitivities are, can be hugely beneficial. And it doesn't have to be complicated. Like, it's not like if you don't have one of those foods on one day, somehow that messes everything up. I think we've kind of convinced a lot of people that we need to be rigid. And I always remind people, you want to be flexible, you want to be flow. You know, it doesn't have to be that you have 100 grams of protein in one day, it's really day to day, are you consistently trying to hit those numbers, trying to achieve those numbers so that you're staying satiated, you're supporting your bodies in very healthy ways. So that's typically where I start is that we try to incorporate those foods as often as we can. I also love ginger as an antiviral, you know, immune boosting food. However, ginger is very pungent. I like ginger tea. Yeah, ginger tea is actually really good for digestion as well. So I sometimes I have one kid who loves tea. And so sometimes I'll say, well, how about we brew half a tea bag of tea, and then I'll water it down, and then we'll go that direction. And so I found that's been another way that you can kind of get ginger or turmeric or things like that into your diet. They don't necessarily have to be ingesting them, putting them into a piece of food and eating them that way. Because ginger is very much a pungent, warm food. But uh, for a lot of people, it can be they either like it or they don't. And there's kind of no in between. I squeak ginger in my stir fry, Cynthia. And my boys are crazy for a stir fry. You'll have to pass it along. Pass it along. I'm an Italian cook. We just throw it together. We're actually (laughs) doing some Facebook live like Basically, what do you got in your pantry? And I'm that's what we do. You're like, no recipe here. There ain't no recipe. <laughs> but I love a stir fry because you can do vegan, you can mm-hmm. do uh, pescatarian, you, you know, you can do eggs, you can do meat. It's about creating lots of flavors. My mm-hmm. kids, I think people, parents forget, they think healthy food has to be boring. It should never be. It should have mm-hmm. lots of flavor and your kids are more likely to eat it. Really and, good know, distinction. Ginger, who doesn't have ginger? You know, I throw ginger in the freezer. I cut it and freeze it. I don't know how right. to use it for it. I um, tend to have the nub laying around in my refrigerator for a while until I kind of say, you know, it's probably time yeah. to use the ginger. Yeah. And I'm sure by then it's oxidized a little yeah. bit. Like I put ginger in the stir fry. I just mm-hmm. think it's a Smart. great way. You can do little bits and pieces. You can shred it and you can complement it with leaves, tamari sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds delicious. Love it. Delicious. me hungry. Share it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, we survival that. guide. We are going to have some recipes. We actually somebody in our team made a fourteen day quarantine survival guide, like with pantry and freezer items. 
Yeah. So that if anybody wants that, you can go to www.drrosanne.com. We'll have lots of resources. That's not good there. stuff. Yes. That sounds yeah, great. Because, you know, not everybody, a lot of people eat out, you know, and so not everybody feels confident in cooking. And, you know, it's simple, like real, what I cook is simple. I'm sure Cynthia, like, what are your, yeah. some of your, you know, I saw you like to make soups and I yeah. think kids love soups. Most it, of it depends time. on my child. So my kids really like meat. I always go back to this. I'm like, in my house, beef is king, bison, pork. They're so, so like chicken, they tolerate, but they don't love it. Um, they'll eat some turkey, but we've just kind of evolved that our family really likes meat as a whole. They'll eat salmon, they'll yeah. eat tuna, but you know, my husband's really picky about fish. And so we have to buy it the day of. And so I jokingly told the kids, I bought two, four pounds, four pounds of frozen wild caught shrimp and said, okay, we're going to make some, we're going to figure something out with these uh, because I didn't want to buy it fresh. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to eat it right away. And this is at least flash frozen. So it's caught frozen and, you know, put into whole foods. Mm -hmm. So I would say in my house, a lot of what the kids like, we made shepherd's pie. And when I tell you it was a 16 inch cast iron skillet made with beef and bison and honest to God, the boys, it was one of those nights where, you know, they were both on two different schedules, two different swim team schedules, came home at different times. So we had all these different meals going. And I would say the 12-year-old and the 14-year-old ate 90% of it. Oh my. Okay. So I want that recipe. It was I amazing. Yes. I'll be happy. Love that. My kids are major carnivores as well, like mm -hmm. major. So yeah. And I think you just go with what makes them feel good. Like my kids are actually really good about consuming they're really good about consuming vegetables. So mm -hmm. one that really likes root vegetables, and especially when he's doing a lot of swimming, to me, it's really important that he's getting those good, healthy carbs. And I'm, I'm not an advocate of kids doing low carb unless they're really struggling with weight issues. And, and certainly that's not what any of our kiddos are dealing with. But I always say, you know, something green, you know, whether it's peas, broccoli, asparagus, um, you know, root vegetables, sweet potatoes, although I, as they're getting older, squash is becoming less interesting to them. But I eat a lot of yeah. spaghetti squash because I, I'm gluten and grain free. So it, it limits uh, some of the carb options. But yeah, a lot of our go to options, really, it's like a protein that's really well seasoned, like I mentioned, a vegetable, and then like, I put a lot of like grass fed butter and sea salt on their vegetables. And they love that. In fact, yeah. my kids oftentimes will do two bowls of vegetables each. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I bought a lot of frozen organic stuff for, uh, mm -hmm. just because in preparation for how long we'd be in the house. And mm -hmm. so I laughed and said, well, now like a bag of frozen vegetables might be one meal in my house. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm still getting out and hitting the grocery stores because guess what? The vegetables are still there. Right. Well, so, I was going to say, I go out, I will go like a stealth mode. I'm either like first thing in the morning I go when the store opens, <laughs> I get what I need and then I'm back out again. And so yeah. I keep my distance. Even the people, I'm sure the checkout people at Whole Foods and Wegmans think I'm a weirdo, but I'm like, I either try to go through the self-checkout if I can, that's always my preference. And if not, then I try to go through the other one and, you know, just try to keep that distance from people yeah. and try, so try to make sure that we're picking up things that are fun. Like you want there to be some fun foods. I, I think, yeah. especially for children this past week, my kids have made cookies, they've made brownies. I mean, all like gluten-free and healthier so options. Fun. And yeah. I've been horrified to see how much they have consumed when I wake up in the morning and I'm just, I have to just kind of say, oh my gosh, they're going to self-regulate. 
box on the ground. I'm like, kids, put it away. You know? <laughs> yeah. Patrick, wait till your boys, you know, are teenagers. Oh, oh, it's unreal. Oh, my kids eat so much already, especially my two boys. My six-year-old, who's a soccer star, already eats about five meals a day, like this two lunches, two dinners, a huge amount of food. He, I think he has the world record for muscles on a six-year-old and, and he already, yeah. And he already eats a ton and, and the baby eats a lot as well. My middle, my daughter doesn't eat quite as much, but we, we eat a ton of veggies and we eat a ton of meat here in this house. So we're, we're similar. Our household is very similar. We're mostly grain free. So the kids eat grain free waffles Mm -hmm. every morning with their breakfast. Thanks to my amazing nanny. I can't take credit for that. Although she's not here now. So it's a little bit of a wake up call. I know it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely different when you're two working parent household and Suddenly there's no school, there's no childcare, there's no help. It's an adventure that we're on in the, at the moment. So we talked about really amazing things to eat. Do you need to take supplements in addition to eating a really well-balanced, colorful diet that includes this adequate amount of protein, this mm-hmm. adequate amount of good fats? Do you still need to take supplements if you're already eating really well? I wish I could say that we didn't, but I do believe in the culture that in the environment that we're in, you know, you're out in California, so it's different, but you know, here in the East coast where we have four seasons and we really don't get enough adequate sunlight, I think D3 is probably the most important supplement that we can be taking uh, throughout the year to support immunity. You know, the other pieces, I encourage people to still get out, get sunshine, get sunshine on your skin 10 or 15 minutes a day. Today's an exception because it's a little bit warmer. But the point being that most of us, if not all of us are deficient in vitamin D. And so we know vitamin D is a hormone. We know that it's anti-inflammatory. There's so many incredible benefits, you know, low vitamin D levels impact immunity. They impact insulin and how well it's being utilized by the body. So D3 is an absolute. I would say that as it pertains to immunity, immune function, I like vitamin C and you can eat lots of peppers and citrus fruits and that's great. But when we're really looking at, you know, this COVID-19 situation, you know, flu season, is there value in taking liposomal vitamin C? Yes. It's tough to come by right now because people have really essentially purged all of the uh, pharmaceutical companies from, you know, higher quality vitamin C. So I think vitamin C is helpful. That may have been my order, Cynthia. And, and mine. And mine as well. Like two months ago, I got like 40 bottles of biocidin just yeah. for, the, for the, everybody in the office. Yeah, and that was smart. Yeah, yeah. I got 20 bottles of cough syrup, you know, not to sell them on Amazon, but I'm hoarding those. And then I told all my friends to do it. But it's important, Cynthia. And, you know, also, too, Mm -hmm. like, you know, even though we don't have a known cure for the coronavirus, the Chinese government, it did put out a statement that they believe that intravenous vitamin C is can be helpful. Well, and it's it's funny before my Asia trip was canceled for anyone that's that's listening. I was supposed to be in Asia, I was supposed to be in Taiwan and Japan and 3 days before I was supposed to leave, they canceled the trip, understandably given what's going on in Asia. 
uh, I was getting IV vitamin C, like 25,000 units. I was getting that uh, a couple times a week heading up into that trip because I really wanted to ensure that I was going to take this very long airline travel and do it as, as healthfully as possible. Now, with that being said, there's a lot of good data, I agree, about IV vitamin C, although you know the average person is not going to be able to take enough orally to hit those numbers. That's what and, I was going to ask you, Cynthia. Yeah. What, what if the, not everybody has access to IV vitamin C? If you don't, if you're somebody who doesn't have access to that, what do you recommend in terms of a dosage that people realistically can manage? Or well, I think, yeah, I mean, I think most people start with a thousand milligrams. You know, something that can happen is if you take 5,000 or 10,000 milligrams, you can get diarrhea, which is, it has a laxative effect. And so it's not, it's, it's self-limiting, meaning you'll take it and then the, the loose stool should go away. So I think that's reasonable. The question is, can you find some of these things? And I don't say that to be fear-mongerish. It's just Genuinely, I have a lot of patients who've been reaching out saying, oh, what can you offer? And I'm like, well, I've got to try to see what I can find. Mm-hmm. And even through full script, it's been a little bit challenging. So I think, you know, anywhere mm-hmm. from 5,000 to 10,000 units for the average person, adults, you know, obviously kids would need a whole lot less and really dependent on, you know, what your bioindividuality really governs. But I would say those are two things that I think about zinc can be mm-hmm. hugely beneficial. I mean, you get a lot of zinc from shellfish. Although I would imagine most people are not, you know, running out to buy oysters right now. Yes. Zinc can be beneficial. Anywhere from 15 to 30 milligrams of oral zinc can be helpful. D3 tends to be dosed in units. So about 5,000 units. Again, that's for adults. This is not medical advice. You know, really talk to your healthcare provider, get them involved. Uh, We're all healthcare providers, but have a conversation and make sure. I really like magnesium as a rule for Mm -hmm. stress response. And not all magnesium is created equal. You know, when I worked in cardiology for a gazillion years, I did a lot of magnesium repletion. And what we know is that most people, when they take magnesium, it's depleted in our organic soil and we lose it when we are stressed. So let's take right now, most people are probably not getting as much in their soil grown produce and they're then they're stressed. No one is not stressed right now. And so I like to use magnesium repletion in a two-pronged approach, transdermally, so through the skin. And there are brands on Amazon, like Ancient Minerals is a great quality brand. They have a spray and oil. One of my favorites. Yep. It's, I love them. I, I tell them all the time. Them. I'm always plugging. I, I have no affiliation with them. I just think it's a great product. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. also a lotion. So if your skin is sensitive, you know, sometimes people feel, oh my gosh, my skin feels tingly when I put the spray on. They have like sensitive skin formulations. And then using a formulation of magnesium that we know is more beneficial. And so the brand that I typically recommend that I'm getting the best results with is Jigsaw, kind of like the puzzle. That's a variant of magnesium that's more bioavailable. So for example, when I was working in cardiology years ago, we used to use magnesium oxide. Magnesium oxide, like the bioavailability, the amount that your body can absorb is so little, it's like 11%. So you want to make sure that you're using the right formulation of magnesium and using it in a two-pronged approach. I soak in it. I use magnesium flakes. I use the spray. I have the lotion. I take it orally every day. And that helps with sleep. Um, We know that it's a smooth muscle relaxant. A lot of times it's very calming for people. And let's be honest, we're all stressed right now. So we can all use a little bit more magnesium. I think that can be hugely beneficial, you know, as an everyday thing, but also, you know, for immunity and just general health benefits. 
Cynthia, can I ask you a question about that? So the magnesium, we know it's a smooth muscle relaxant. So there's some caution that has to be used. So you know that I work with people in the primester and fertility Mm -hmm. and pregnant populations. So there has to be some caution used during pregnancy because it is conceivable that it could relax the uterus Mm -hmm. and lead to some complications if you have too much magnesium. However, it's also a great thing, the right form of magnesium for pregnant women to lean on if they're having, they're constipated, which is really common in pregnancy. So I was wondering, I know that that's not your your population, mm-hmm. but I was wondering if you have any thoughts about the ability to use the two-pronged approach during pregnancy as well. So it's it's safe during the primester, but what right. about during pregnancy? Well, and it's interesting because mm-hmm. when you look at data, uh, it's magnesium sulfate that's typically used during pregnancy when they're trying like the tocolytic action of mm-hmm. magnesium sulfate. Mm-hmm. So I think what I would say in that instance is that I think using an occasional lotion, which generally tends to be a little bit gentler, is probably reasonable. The one thing that I typically see, irrespective of gender, with if you've had too much magnesium, is you get loose stools. Again, mm-hmm. it's just like vitamin C. And, and that usually yeah. goes away when you stop. So I would have a conversation if you're a woman that is of childbearing age and trying to get pregnant or pregnant, have a conversation with your you know, if you're working with Cleopatra or if you're working with your OB or your nurse midwife, have a conversation and just say, I just want to make sure. And I always say like the caveat is women of childbearing age who have a desire to become pregnant or might be pregnant, always talk to your healthcare provider. That's the safest thing to do. And that's like a general rule. Like we used to always joke, you know, in a cardiology practice, uh, we would laugh and we would just say, talk to your OB. Like we were always just very deferential. Talk to your OB. Like this is what we recommend, but talk to your OB first before you do it. Because I just think when you're trying to have a baby or you're pregnant, your mind always needs to be focused on the impact to your your fetus or your potential fetus. And so I agree with you that you definitely want to exercise some caution. And that's why even though I'm talking about these supplements at this point in time, I always recommend you have a conversation with your healthcare provider because they know your mm-hmm. medical history, your circumstances, your bioindividuality better than than I do. And so I always say from the context, this is an education, but have the conversation. Use the education to have a conversation with your healthcare provider so that you can make the best decision for you. I love that. Use the education to have a conversation with your healthcare provider. So, so good, Cynthia. I want to take you back to vitamin C for a second Mm -hmm. and then also zinc. Mm-hmm. So for vitamin C, I am always looking for vitamins, chewable vitamin C that is not loaded with sugar mm-hmm. and that has some adequate dosages. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if you have any suggestions, and I mean specifically for children, if that wasn't obvious, because I don't think I said that yeah. uh, initially, because for me, I'm doing the liposomal mm-hmm. and that's great, but that's it's not really working for the kids. Right. And although I guess we could put it in their smoothie. So that's another thought. So maybe I'll stop there so you can speak to vitamin C and then I'll ask you my question about zinc. Yeah. The unfortunate thing about kids' vitamins as a whole is that they're either full of sugar, they're full of artificial ingredients, or they're just full of junk. So if you could put it in a smoothie and get into them, I think that would be the easiest way. I'm finally with a 12 and 14-year-old that I can give them something to swallow and I don't have as much pushback. But I do know that when my kids were younger, it was always like, even if it was fish oil, it was always flavored. It was always full of sugar. So I would probably say I'm not aware offhand, although I can certainly look to see if there's a cleaner 
vitamin C option for kids. You know, speaking of media, can I just celebrate because I didn't celebrate on live at, at least earlier that Dr. Roseanne is featured in the New York Times today. So awesome. Congratulations. Doing amazing work and getting it out there, Rosanna. I was laughing. I was voice texting her this morning when I was on the treadmill. I was like, if I sound like I'm heavily breathing, it's because I'm on the treadmill. I'm just really excited. Anyway, but um, it's awesome. And and you know what? It's getting information out Mm -hmm. just like this podcast and just like you ladies were all here to help families because this is just an unprecedented time. And, you know, we're doing this because we want to share what we know to help lessen stress, better health, do all these things. And instead of, you know, our motto is we're not just surviving during this time, we're thriving. And we want to teach you, right? If there's one blessing, you know, that's coming out of this is that people are like, I need to take a better look at my health. Mm -hmm. So, so excited and grateful to be in the New York Times. Thank you for celebrating me, my love. Yes, I love celebrating you. I love celebrating you ladies. It feels good to celebrate (laughs) our sister. It really does. It makes me so happy. And it is in this series, these sessions, we wanted to focus on the thing. There are a lot of things that are outside of our control right now, but we wanted to focus on the things that we do have the power to help control, to help shape. And so, of course, what we're putting into our bodies is one of those things. And not just during this time, you know, like, you know, some of the lessons that we've learned, like, you know, I've said this a few times that, you know, unfortunately, I've seen people loading up on like a lot of garbage and their idea of comfort food is really junk. Mm -hmm. So switch, you know, use this as a time to be like, well, comfort food can be really good things. And our kids never knew anything different. Mm -hmm. So they are very healthy eaters, but you can start. And I would say, Cynthia, like my hack is to always start with something they like and try to get a healthy alternative, right? Right. Good, better, best. And then, so I think that's, that's a, that's a huge piece. So for example, my kids like pizza, like who doesn't not like pizza. And so explain to them, like, this is why we don't buy this pizza, but if we're going to buy a pre-box pizza, like Capello's is a good brand. Now, granted it's a almond flour base, but it's cleaner, you know, finding a gluten-free option that doesn't have 5,000 ingredients. My kids both do dairy. So for me, I always say like, if there's, if it's just a plain cheese pizza, let's put some protein on it because anything to keep them fuller longer is really yeah. my goal. <laughs> um, but you know, I agree with you that find something small that you can change. I always say small changes have big impact. I think sometimes we get so overwhelmed with all that needs to change. And I always say, pick two or three things and focus on that. Even for myself, like I'm sitting here in front of you both and everyone on Facebook and saying, I struggle to make time to meditate. So mm-hmm. that is something I'm actively working on. It's something I need to be doing every day. And so five minutes every day, I'm committing to that. I'm committing to getting back to doing some reading for my brain outside of my entrepreneurial kind of experience. But mm-hmm. I agree that all of us have time to make one small, simple change. And even with our kids, as they get older, it gets harder. It gets harder to get. So I always okay. say like, instead of doing rice tonight, can we do collie rice? And then they'd kind of like, Ugh, you know, it's this mm-hmm. big deal. But then I'm like, I'm so proud of you because you had another extra vegetable today. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I would say like, okay. let's focus on the positive. Yeah. I get my kids to make food with me. I've said that yeah. all along. And yeah. I found that to just be the main reason 
uh, why they really enjoy the food. Cause I'm like, Oh, you're not going to try it. I mean, you just made it, you know, yeah. and then do that. So, and again, my kids like really highly spiced food, mm. not spicy spice. Yeah. So we have like, you know, you can go to Trader Joe's and you can get all their awesome different spice mixes mm. and, you know, almost all of them are gluten free and better quality and you can yeah. just, and reasonably priced. So yeah. You know, we also, you know, for the pantry cookers right now, and you can still order some things or, or go to the grocery store, we do a lot of bean uh, pasta. So mm-hmm. black bean pasta, yeah. whatnot, and it's incredibly filling. So that's something for your boys. I don't know how much they Yeah, like. we, we, we could, they go through. So I told them today there will be no pasta because they could each eat a pound a piece in a sitting. And yeah. so I just wow. said, we're going to run out of pasta and that's not going to be a pasta emergency I I was trying to tell them like, put the brakes on it because this is not a pasta emergency and I need it. I'm like, I'm not going to run out to get you pasta. And if you run out of like milk or something out like meat, then that's a, that's an emergency. But beyond the other stuff, I said, you know, you can eat it all as quickly as you want, but I'm not running out to do that. Yeah. There's always variations. Like we like, um, the kids like bonza. There are some rice some rice-based pasta. That's a chickpea, like. chickpea pasta. Yeah. It's very reasonably yep. priced too. Yep. So, um, Cause they, they refuse to do spaghetti squash, which is my go-to when I'm doing like a lower carb variation of what they're eating. They just kind of laugh at me. They're like, mom's a dork. I'm like, that's fine. I'm a dork. Um, but, <laughs> but, a, but a really healthy yeah. fly one. So yeah. there oh, you you're go. very sweet. You're very sweet. You know, what's funny. So one of the things that I'm struggling with is I like to get a blowout every once in a while. And so like, we're getting real, like there's no more blowouts. They close the salons. I know there's no more manicures. My nail broke. I was like, oh man. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're my own, but all the other ones are so long. I'm like, I guess I have to cut them myself. I never do that. It is true. I was like, oh, my eyebrows need to be done. And they're not getting done anytime. Last week I went, I was like, I called her up. I was like, I know I'm early, but please shape my eyebrows. (laughs) I should have done that. Yeah. I was way too busy dealing with life changing. Yes. We're all going to be a, a little under groomed by the time this whole That's thing. Right. Well, one of, my, one of my clients sent me a meme yesterday and it was like, you know, this is what all the women will look like 30 days from now. And they all had like a unibrow. <laughs> they all had like a mustache. There was like a showing. And I was like, oh, goodness, it's going to be, yeah. you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, we'll all survive, but we rest into a little bit of maintenance, right? Oh, yeah. Order, order your bottles of hair dye. Yeah, well, I actually sent a text message to the woman that does my hair and was like, I may need a plan B because you're not coming here and I'm not coming to you. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. What are we going to do? Yeah. So, well, speaking of grooming, can you dish on your regimen? Yeah. Oh, your sure. I get asked. Cynthia has the most. <laughs> We're, different. We're talking about surviving through the quarantine. <laughs> We're going to ask you about your skincare. Surviving and thriving, right? Yeah. So, and honestly, you know, your this your lighting doesn't do your skin justice. So, it's incredibly useful. But you know, eating healthy and lots of hydration. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, won't stay out with me when we go. We all get together. And we're part of this amazing group called Mindshare. And um, we're in a smaller group and we get together every quarter. And so when I want to stay out till midnight, Cynthia says, no, 
Because she needs her beauty sleep. The problem is we need to actually be on the same, you know, the same time zone as we are, because then I could hang. But what ends up happening (laughs) is it's not 12 o'clock our time. It's 3 a.m. And I'm really tired. So that's why. When I stayed out until like 5, 6 a.m. our time, like I'm a crazy Crazy. girl. She's a crazy girl. (laughs) So, So I would say first and foremost, sleep and like what you eat has a huge impact on your skin. I use clean products. I use Beauty Counter. I've been using their stuff for probably four or five years. Once a year, I do Profractional. And Profractional is a laser. It stimulates collagen and elastin. And I think that is a lot of the reason why... I mean, other than the things I already also mentioned, that my skin looks as good as it does. I do a little bit of Botox to lift up my eyebrows because otherwise I look like I'm mad. That has worked well. really important, right? Like Mm -hmm. I... I'm not never a regretful person. And I've been telling all my friends that are in their, you know, twenties and thirties, what we do is so cool. We have friends of all ages and uh, start your facials, even if it's once a quarter oily at home, you know, do what you can, but it's good. I mean, you know, skin is our largest organ and taking care of your face early. Exactly. Right, Cynthia? Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't get burned. And the other thing I do dermaplaning facials. So Dermaplaning is when they literally take a surgical, surgical grade scalpel and they they remove like the top layer of your skin. But it also removes all the vellus hair. So like I'm part Italian, and so I have a little bit of vellus hair, and it's all gone. Mm-hmm. And then your skin like looks amazing. And so I do that every couple of months. Overall, I think a lot of the way our skin looks is a reflection of what we eat and how we mm-hmm. sleep. And yeah. are you happy? Like, are you yeah. happy in your personal life and your yeah. professional life? I think that has a lot to do with and it. And genetics I'm, too, right? Yeah, my, you know, my Italian mother. mother. You know, we don't really seriously gray until our 60s. Mm-hmm. In our family, I don't have a lot of gray. So a lot of things, right. I just yeah. have a um, Corilla DeVille patch underneath here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't have a lot of gray yet. I do, however, I keep my, my hair just keeps getting darker. So that's one of the... One of my really vain things is I'm, you know, in the salon, you know, trying to get highlights. It's not vanity. You're just self-care. Like, you know, we're here. And, Absolutely. And I, I love getting my nails done. It's mm-hmm. something I started doing in my 40s and it's just fun. And, yeah. and that gel manicure that is like an unbelievable thing. Your nails last like three weeks. I mean, these wow. are my real nails. You know, what can people do at home right now is they can take baths. Mm-hmm. Um, Cynthia mm-hmm. and I, we, we both use ancient minerals. I take a magnesium soap. It's quite an incredible way to calm your nervous system down. Mm-hmm. And I have the kids do it. Everybody does it. You yes. know, it's really nice. You can even do a foot soak if your kids won't take a bath. You know, yeah, when you talk to- about your kids not getting vitamins, it's harder to find vitamins that kids will take. So you have to think about, okay, how else can I do it? Transdermal, um, liposomal, which means you're spraying mm-hmm. under the tongue. Sometimes they're, they're almost have a salty taste yeah. to them, but there is, I'll look in my pantry, Cleopatra, maybe I'll find you the name. There's a liquid vitamin C that we've been using for a very long time. The child C or something, I think. No, no. it's an adult brand. Okay. That a really long time. And there's some chewables from higher quality places. You just have to watch oh, it. I, xylitol in it. Yeah, I like Quicksilver. That's Quicksilver. My we're big fans of Quicksilver yeah. as well. Quality. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, a great quality, easy. Uh, they have different, you know, B vitamins, but there are, you know, liquid D you can get, liquid A you can get. I th- you know what's interesting though is I think for me, I believe that liquid D3 is more bioabsorbable. So I, when I switched over from a capsule 
the liquid D3, my levels finally started to get within range. And so for anyone listening, you want your range to be 50 to 89. If it's mm-hmm. less than 30, that really is has a poor prognostic indicator for your immune function. And that's uh, so important, Cynthia, because the statistics say that upwards of 70% of Americans yeah. are low in vitamin D. Yeah. And so for me as a mental health provider, you know, people come in all the time with mood and anxiety issues and it often can be because of hormone dysregulation and they almost always have low vitamin D Mm -hmm. or on the lower end of average and how Mm -hmm. much that can impact your cognitive functioning is often surprising for often women more than anybody, but I have guys too. So Mm -hmm. also insulin resistance. So, I mean, it's a real problem. Like I remind people if your vitamin D levels are low and you don't think it's a big deal. I'm like, listen, I oftentimes will correlate vitamin, low vitamin D levels, quiet, low vitamin D levels, (laughs) um, insulin resistance or some degree of insulin resistance. And then also, you know, someone's going to tell me they're getting sick all the time. And and so that's a whole separate issue. Mm -hmm. So definitely one that you want to be mindful of. I do want to interject my magnesium foot soak slash bath ingredients. So this is, it's super easy and this is for adults. So obviously if you were doing this for kids, you would do less, but it's one cup of magnesium flakes, one cup of baking soda, ideally Mm -hmm. one that's non-aluminum based, and then two to three tablespoons of borax. Yes, borax that you use to clean your clothes with. It is fine to use outside the body, but those ingredients together potentiate, they increase the absorption of magnesium. That's awesome. How much borax? Two to three tablespoons. I'm going to clip that, by the way. One cup of magnesium flakes, one cup of baking soda, preferably aluminum free, and then two to three tablespoons of borax. This is for adults. So if it were for a child, it would be less. Amazing. Do you put lavender in there too? Because I put lavender. I I just don't like smelly stuff. So I just, I prefer not having it. But for me, honest to goodness, I either soak my feet during the summer months, but like I did it last night and I could just feel like my body was so relaxed. Mm -hmm. I was absorbing. I felt it so easily. knocked you out. Anybody who knows me knows I have like all this fun, exciting things all the time. I also have a really stressful situation in that I have a kid with Lyme and have for 13 and a half years, but I am such an excitable spaz and I I have a hard time going to sleep. So I need these magnesium baths. Like one bath will last me two or three days and really helps me get in a rhythm. Mm -hmm. Of course, I meditate and I do biofeedback every night, PMS, but incredible and so many kids have a hard time sleeping. Teens have a hard time sleeping. So this is a doable thing that people yeah. can do. And love quick hacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So blue blockers, yeah. blue blockers in the bathtub. Like I look like a gigantic dork. I've got my iPad. So I'm watching whatever series I'm watching 20 minutes in the bathtub. And I am like, so ready to go to bed. Is it something that you're putting um, on the device or something that you're wearing? So blue blocker glasses. glasses. Yeah. Blue oh, really? Okay. Important. And that, so think about when this, when it starts getting dark outside, if you're on the blue yes. light from electronics, dysregulates secretion of your melatonin. circadian rhythm. Absolutely. That's so awesome. So we, I, and are there other uh, apps that you like for that purpose too, or just the, like if, if you're doing this for your kids. For- yeah, no. So my kids have blue blockers. I put them on when it gets dark out. Like I just know, like if I teach a class, like on Tuesday nights, I have Sam Horn's class. Mm-hmm. I wear, I put them on as soon as it gets dark out. Cause it just tells my body, like we're priming the mm-hmm. pump. Like it's time to get, you know, mentally yeah. ready to go to bed. And then, you know, when I'm drawing my bath, which I don't do every night, 
I'm like, okay, I have them on. I take my you know face makeup off first, put them back on again, get in the tub for 20 minutes and then go to bed. And I just feel like that ritual alone for me is huge. So huge and it. so easy. Like you can buy inexpensive blue blockers on Amazon. Like $13, I think I paid. For right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's Swanee. Mm-hmm. So they're Uvex are the big ones. They can go over regular glasses and they're mm-hmm. cheap. So that's why my kids have those. And then I like the brand Swanwick or Swanies. They're about $60, but I'm an mm-hmm. adult. I don't sit on them and I don't lose them. That's why I tell my kids, <laughs> you can get these. And so they're hugely beneficial and they fit my face better. Mm-hmm. Cool. Nice. I love that. It has been so awesome. Is there anything else that we absolutely need to know about macronutrients, micronutrients, and especially during this time for families? I would say plan as much as you can. Um, mm-hmm. Plan and don't don't freak out because it's so easy. Even saying the word freak out, I've been trying to avoid the word freak out or crazy, any of those things. It, mindset is so powerful, but I would say plan, you know, make, mm-hmm. get your kids, if they're older, get them involved in meal planning. You'll get better buy-in and mm-hmm. try new things. Like we tried stuffed peppers last week, which my husband and I loved my kids, little it. thumbs down. Mm-hmm. They didn't like the pepper. I made them eat it anyway. And then I said, you don't have to eat it again, but you're going to eat it. Cause there was so much meat inside the pepper. I was like, you need to eat that. So get them involved in meal planning you know, for us, we can still get outside. And so what I've been doing is every day about this time when I get off this call, I get outside with my dogs and it's about the only time I get to myself the whole day. But sometimes my 12-year-old joins me on his bike. My 14-year-old Surly, he wants to do his own thing. But the point being, get out and get some exposure to sun, absolutely get some exposure to, um, you know, the environment, you know, get outside. It just feels really good. And I feel a little less constrained. So again... Mm -hmm. And the last thing I really want to emphasize, and I did this in a, in a Facebook Live I did the other day, we need to think less about ourselves and more about coming together as a community. Because yeah. when you recognize that you're coming together as a community, it doesn't seem quite so daunting. We don't feel quite so overwhelmed. We don't feel it's quite so disconnected. And so I think that's a really, really important piece uh, mm-hmm. is that we need to come together as a community to protect one another, to be able to protect our elderly or older in- individuals who are most at risk for complications from the virus. I got good pumps when you said that. Thank you for that. Cynthia, mm-hmm. how can people best get a hold of you? Like what's the, how can they follow you? Thank you. Um, yeah. So www.cynthiatherlow.com. I have a podcast called Everyday Wellness. Um, I'm on social media. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm kind of everywhere. But yeah, reach out if there's anything that me or my team can do for you. Yeah, and we'll have all your social handles and how people can reach you. You also have a course for women, right? In particular, that maybe you want to talk about that people um, can access you because you're such a wealth of knowledge about women. Got a couple of programs. One's called Intermittent Fasting 45. So it's all about uh, an accountability group for intermittent fasting that's 45 days. I have a sugar detox called Find Your Inner Goddess that I'm in the midst of changing it to a new name, but it is still one and the same. That's a three-week program. I love it. Yeah. yeah, and then um, I have something called Holistic Blueprint, which is my signature program that's eight weeks long. We have it on hold right now because it was actually supposed to start next week, but given everything that's going on, we put it on hold. We have all of our women that are already enrolled. We're in communication with them, but we'll probably roll that out. I'm thinking maybe in May. We'll see. We're just going to wait and see how things go. But thank you for letting me share all that information about uh, what we're doing. Are you still enrolling for your your signature program since you aren't starting yet? Yes, we are still enrolling. Yeah, so it's Holistic Blueprint or we call it WB 2.0. 
Mm-hmm. And if you're interested in that, you can reach out to my administrative assistant, who's wonderful. It's info at CynthiaThurlow.com and she can help you get enrolled. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much you. for that. Well, thanks for joining us. You know, we can hang out with you for six hours. So <laughs> yes, we could. We can't wait till we get to do that. I know. I know. It's, it's a bummer that we're not yeah. going to Tampa soon. Yeah, no, it is. We'll Thank you so here. much for being here. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you again soon. We'd love to have you back sometime. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to. And love we're going to gonna stay on and we're going to wrap it up. But thank you so much for your time, Cynthia. We really You're appreciate welcome. it. You're yeah, welcome. so good to have you. Enjoy your walk. Thank you. I will. Have a good yeah. day. You too. Thanks, Cynthia. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that was so awesome. I would say that the big takeaway is that the same thing that we we all know, but it's so good to hear over and over again, which is that food is one of the best medicines that we could possibly ever have. The best medicine that we have, especially for prevention, right? So there are so many things that we can do with what we're choosing to put inside of our bodies to help ensure that we are as likely to be protected from coronavirus and if as possible. And if we do get it, that our symptoms will be minor. And then above and beyond that, most of us need at least some supplementation. A little bit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I give my kids the very basic things like essential fatty acid, vitamin C, vitamin D. My kids actually take some uh, other kind of mixes and different things, digestive enzymes. They take mm-hmm. it a couple times a day, honestly, because my kids are such big meat eaters. Mm-hmm. That I want to give them that. We all have carn. We all have carnivore babies. Yeah. Carnivores. I mean, yeah. my kids literally will be out and they'll be like, "You got any meat?" And I <laughs> carry beef jerky wherever I go. So, um, but they also, you know, like for you vegans out there, they love other things like snack peas or big potato chip eaters, you know, lots of other things. It's so incredible as somebody who's been eating healthy her whole life, the last five years, five, seven years, what's available is incredible everywhere in America. You can go and find healthier alternatives that are yummy. But this is an opportunity for you to, you know, continue your health or learn new ways to be healthy. And Mm -hmm. for all the moms, you are in charge, right? Most of the time about meal planning. And Mm -hmm. with that, you can really raise your kids to be healthy eaters. And you are the remote role model for that. So Mm -hmm. um, sometimes one person in the family doesn't want to eat healthy, tough nookies. (laughs) (laughs) Tough nookies. I love it. Don't buy the junk. That's what I like. <laughs> That's right. I'm junk and I'm like, who's eating it? Who's buying it? I mean, I joke, but it's the truth. Anybody who knows it comes to me, I practically get out the wooden spoon when you tell me that. <laughs> so. <laughs> Thank you again for being here and have a great day. Be healthy. Hi there, precious mama. This is Dr. Cleopatra the fertility strategist and the executive director of the Fertility and Pregnancy Institute. I cannot wait for you to come over and visit us at fertilitypregnancy.org. And I want you to make sure that you stop in and you download the free ultimate fertility checklist. You will learn so much about your fertility that no one has ever told you before, including about the primester and epigenetics during the primester. 
don't waste another moment without coming to see us at fertilitypregnancy.org. Every single day matters when it comes to preserving, extending, and igniting our fertility and ensuring that we get to have as many super babies as our heart desires when it's the right time in our lives. I'll see you there. Sending you so much love and warmest wishes and I'm sprinkling all the baby dust in your direction for whenever you want it. 